Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Hey, hey, eyeballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the incurable Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right, I am incurable. I am actually presently in quarantine at a uh, Candlewood Suites in Lakewood, Washington. And that is why you are hearing us do this over Zoom. We are recording over Zoom, they don't pay us to say that, and... <laughs> They should, but uh, that is why we're recording remotely. This is the first time that we've recorded a episode not in the same place. I know, it's really weird, especially I'm not like in a familiar place. Yeah. <laughs> not even at We home. did 137 episodes. We made it 137 episodes before we had to do it remotely, which is pretty impressive for the amount of times we travel and how often you apparently get sick. Yeah, <laughs> which is once. <laughs> so tell the people why you're quarantining, Louie. So I did a gig at a casino, which has different rules than everybody else because they're sovereign land. Uh-huh. Um, and it was financially worth it at the time I accepted the gig because we didn't know if the CARES Act was going to get renewed or anything like that. So I needed to look at actually having some income. Uh-huh. And let's just say they're very loosey-goosey with the mask policy. <laughs> like in what way? Like were they so, like, well, walking around get... and pulling the mask off people's faces? And... <laughs> <laughs> so to get in, you have to have a mask. They temperature check you. And most people just wore them around their chin. Uh, like some sort of Yeah, well, because you had to have it on. Uh-huh. And then security would walk by you and be like, hey, can you pull that up? And people would be like, sure, and then just keep walking. Oh, brutal. Yeah. And so they hired you to come and entertain these people. Correct. Yeah, it was a New Year's Eve event. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was doing some magic, and it started out as me doing stationary, like, street shows, and it ended up being, like, old-school roving. Oh, wow. So everyone says, well, how much would you take to get COVID? And you definitely have a price now. I have a number. <laughs> you have, you know what your price is to get COVID. Yeah. And it's, it's not it's as like, much as you would think. Yeah. It's like, you know, would you kick to, get kicked in the nuts for $2,000? You're like, you know, it's a hypothetical. This is an actual. That I happened. I, for sure. <laughs> There's a, a street performer in Vegas who you tip him and you can kick him in the nuts. Yeah. I've seen that, you know, like, hey, you can punch me in the face for five bucks. And then the guy never gets punched in the face People just give him five bucks. It's like, no, we did it. Um, it was, <laughs> it was with a guy, uh, Rob, who you know, who's a juggler, uh, and uh, Trevor from Canada, uh-huh. and we all threw in like five bucks, and I believe it was Rob kicked him. <laughs> That's amazing. Was the guy wearing and a he cup? Felt, he, no, like he's like, you can check, and we're like, no, we're not going to check <laughs> for five dollars uh, extra. You yeah. can check. <laughs> you give me five dollars off my tip, and I will. <laughs> I will check you for your cup. Yeah, and he and the kicks him in the nuts. It's a it's a good good wholesome family Vegas. Family friendly, family friendly. Yeah. So the thing is, is you don't necessarily have COVID. You're just being precautious because you didn't, you were in an environment where you didn't know that if uh, people weren't super responsible. The the person who hired me goes, just so you know, it's the end of the month and kind of the beginning of the next month. So our clientele's much rougher than normal. <laughs> and everyone knows COVID <laughs> is at its highest. At the end of the month. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm doing my job and I do my magic tricks. And then people are like, 
you know, they're drunk, so they're, and they're not their mask is down here, and and then they hug me, and I'm like, oh, hug I you? Burn no, my no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no. That's when you I've... kick them in the balls and give them five dollars. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they become part of my troop. Yeah, so, so you're sort of you got a hotel room in SeaTac, so you did fly after. Just for yes. those contact people who are on his on his flight and want a contact trace. Yeah, but I will say that I was on the plane seven hours after I had this contact with people. Gotcha. So in theory, it hasn't incubated based on my deep web internet searches <laughs> from um, deepstate.org. <laughs> Which essentially was you texting me saying, do I have COVID? And I wrote, no. <laughs> you said, cough on your phone yeah. and I'll get back to you in three days. <laughs> Lick the seat in front of you and you're okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's... you're being responsible, man. That's good. Yeah. And so that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to this week? Not much, man. Just uh, I've been farming it up. I got the, I'm um, down here in Oregon. I got my coveralls. Wait, you rescued, a, you rescued a kid. I did rescue a child from drowning and... Uh, you know, I like I how that was second place to you getting overalls. You're like, I got overalls. <laughs> Nothing exciting happened. Well, that's part of getting overalls. Apparently, you got to rescue living species from death, I feel like. You got to save a kid from a farm accident, and then you get your overalls. Yeah, I thought there would be like a level, you know, like some sort of like cutting a ribbon ceremony or like a certificate of appreciation from the kid's parents. I got nothing except lack of trust for me to be around children again. That's probably you won. That's the best. That's the best award you could yeah, get. Yeah, we had some friends over and they had kids. or They they, ha- they had kids. No, they have kids. <laughs> they still have kids. They have a kid now. Uh, they have kids. And we were, we have a pond on our property and the mom said, would you mind watching them for a little bit? Uh, I got to make some phone calls. And I was like, are you sure there? I, I usually want an adult to watch these kids. And I was like, just, I don't want to be responsible for anything that happens. And she's like, oh, you're fine. She laughed about it. And then like literally two minutes later, I'm walking, walking with the kids along the pond. And I look over at the older one for like a split second. And I look back and this kid is in the pond, like, <laughs> dr- like flailing around up to his neck. And my first thought was not, I got to save this kid. My first thought was, oh, my God, I didn't know the pond was that deep. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all those frogs. Jeez, oh, my goodness. This is... And then my second thought was, oh, man, I'm going to have to explain this to his parents. <laughs> Here's what I would have done. I would have blamed the other kid and said that kid pushed him in. Yeah. Oh, that's actually smart. I should have even think of that. I pulled him out and he was, you know, sort of like trying to hold it together, which I thought he was pretty, pretty baller for trying to hold it together. And, you know, he is just drenched and we're walking inside and he's sort of crying. And I, and I should have said, Hey man, you like coming here? You better get pulled yourself together. <laughs> I will. I will stab you. you like, do not ruin this for me. And then, you know, I came inside and the whole time I'm just thinking, like, what do I say? What do I say to sort of minimize the escalating panic? Mm -hmm. And then I just said, oh, yeah, hey, we had a little accident. And they're like, oh, did he pee himself? I'm like, oh, yeah, like completely Uh, drenched himself from (laughs) neck down. Does this kid ever go to the bathroom? (laughs) Holding it up for days. Oh, he does go to the bathroom because the next day, like, I'm like, I went to the bathroom and I locked the door and I'm glad I did because – like the door is just being jostled by somebody. It's either a ghost or a small child. And I'm like, okay, I'm in here and still jostling. And then I open the door. I'm washing my hands and I open the door and he comes in, drops his pants, sits on the toilet and just asses out the toilet. Just, just <laughs> going. I'm like, dude, what's I'm not your dad. I'm not your, I'm not your family. <laughs> 
And I'm like, do you want me to close the door? I don't know how this works. Do I sign over my possessions to you at this point? He like, just what? dominated you. <laughs> in, you, in, you are clearly the alpha in this situation. In, in 12th century Germany, he owns your property now. All right. Well, uh, just so you know how this is going to work, Louie and I are we're just going to do the intro and extra um, of this episode remotely. And then we re- pre-recorded a few stories that we were in person. So that's why you're going to hear yeah. a different audio quality. But let's get to the stories, Louie. Let's do it. Now for some freaky dicky cheeky breaky news. This story comes from the-sun.com. That's a news source more reliable than getting an organ transplant performed by Dr. Dre. No, you don't want one. No. <laughs> Neither Dr. Dre, the MTV host or the rapper. <laughs> yeah, that he might not be that great. Maybe he got his medical degree with all that time off. Yeah. All that money made from the chronic. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'd go in for a chronic prescription or or a chronic disease. This is a long story, by the way. We got a couple things. This may get a little spicy. It's just a little graphic. And at first, I thought this was a fake story. Yep. And upon second reading and multiple other news sources, this is a real thing. And shout out to my wife, Carrie Lynn, for pitching it to me. Yes. So we were walking our dog, and she's like... I got an idea for your, for your podcast. Like she like had to corner me to where I couldn't get away. She pitched it, and I'm like, "Yeah, we're gonna yeah, do that." That's a great. Okay, so story goes: a dad who lost his penis to a horrific blood infection has become the first man in the world to have a new one built on his arm. He should take a new career as a magician and be like, nothing up my sleeve. Oh. oh! Not only did I do a magic trick, I am also going to court for <laughs> sexual harassment. <laughs> He'd be huge on, like, the bachelorette party circuit. <laughs> Who wouldn't hire that guy as a magician? Where do we put the dollar bills exactly? <laughs> Just right in the sleeve there. Yeah. But- Can you imagine, like, a cop and you're, like, trying to move him along like he's lingering somewhere? Like, move, you grab him by there and like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> you touched my genitalia. What are you talking about? I grabbed you by the arm. You touched my genitalia. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell, 45, was even given an extra two inches by surgeons, but a series of delays means he has lived with it on his limb for four years. So we've done a couple other stories about things on your arm. So like we did uh, in episode 106, we did a lady who had man arms transplanted on her arms. And then in episode 55, this is the one that weirded us both out. The guy who had the ear grown on his arm. Yeah. So this one is, uh, I've never even heard of that. You could actually grow a penis on your arm. And this, this apparently is not the first time that this has been done. So Malcolm, a mechanic, is desperate for his 50,000 pound funded appendage, which he has nicknamed Jimmy to be finally transferred to where it should be. I'd name it like Tricky Dick, uh, you know. Yeah, Tricky Dick would be good. Yeah. (laughs) Or just something like Fred. Yeah. So it has not been transplanted, but he can still see the funny side of having it dangling from his arm and as in awe of the medics who helped 
turned his life around. That's got to be an amazing day to be the intern at the hospital when he comes in. They're like, all right, you got to check this out. Well, th- we'll get to that later on how it all <laughs> went down. He said, of course it is mad having a penis on your arm. Not even I am used to it. But then you think about it. It's actually amazing. It's that you can make amazing. that you can make me a new penis at all is incredible, but that they can build it on my arm is mind blowing. I don't know if it's mind blowing. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't Why know. would anyone buy sea monkeys anymore when you can do this? <laughs> it's the new tattoo. All the hipsters are having penises on their arms. <laughs> you can grow a boyfriend. Just add water. It's, it's a slippery slope. Next thing, women will be doing this. There'll be no need for men. It'll be like the, the python from episode 123 that got pregnant without a dude. Absolutely. It looks like something out of a weird sci-fi comic, but it's my chance at a normal life. I, do, I think you lost your chance when you lost. <laughs> I don't think having a, a penis that you grew on your arm and then attached to your body brings you a normal life. Yeah, no. So I like how he goes, it's mind-blowing, or as the ladies call it, arm-blowing. Stop. All right. Stop that. It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. Yeah, I wonder, it doesn't say in the article how he is going to the restroom. And uh, it, because he's been growing it on the, his arm for four years. Yeah, but I don't think it's functional on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> he like, punched me in the face and then peed all over me. What? <laughs> You'd be the best barbet. You want to see me pee on the floor without dropping my pants and not getting my pants wet at all? Yeah, I am very curious about what, what is happening right now with him in the four years. Like, he's going to the, what he's doing in the bathroom, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's probably... Just has to sit down. Yeah, maybe. Malcolm was shocked when a long-term perineum infection developed into sepsis, turning his fingers, toes, and penis black. You know the worst part of his fingers and toes turning black? Now he gets pulled over all the time for having a broken taillight. <laughs> yeah, now all the ladies really like him. <laughs> and he was left completely gutted when his manhood fell off one fateful day in 2014, though his testicles remained intact. That is insane. I can't imagine having any part of my body fall off. Yeah. Malcolm recalled, I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. Is that, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that perineum. I feel like that's like a some sort of flower. <laughs> oh, that's a perennial. <laughs> it's a perennial. Okay. His penis comes back every spring. Yeah. It's the front <laughs> of a stage in a the theater, the perineum. <laughs> it spread to my fingers and toes and turned them black. When I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone and I was going to lose it. Then one day, it just dropped off onto the floor. That is insane. Like, okay. (laughs) I talked to a dude one time and he had a tooth fall out while he was talking to me. Uh And that blew my mind. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. And it wasn't even me. Well, I don't, I mean, it'd be a little weird if you were talking to him and his dick just fell off. I mean, <laughs> and you saw it. I mean, that would be a little weird. <laughs> just start shaking the leg of his pants <laughs> penis falls out. I mean, because I had been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the trash bin. I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. You know, you got to take it, you put it in the Bible, like old-timey people did, like, placentas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, flowers. Yeah. And then hang it from the bathroom mirror. (laughs) Okay, so to to, fight zombies. To me, there's a lot of problems with this. So 
he didn't go to the hospital when it was turning black and he knew he was going to lose it. Like, why did he only find out what they could do for him after he had lost his penis? I wonder if he's like, well, it's going to fall off. It's like if you have the flu, you don't go to the hospital because you got the flu, right? Yeah, I think with the, you know, with the penis falling off, you might go to the get it checked out and be like, hey, what's going on with this? My penis has just gone black. Yeah. Like, it looks like it's going to fall off. Maybe they could do something. They could save a little bit more. I mean, can you imagine the conversation when he walks into the ER? He's like, uh, excuse me. And they're like, how can we help you? Well, my penis just fell off. Ah, did Brad send you? <laughs> this is part of that hazing I've heard about. I mean, we can make it look real nice, but, you know. <laughs> We can make it look like a little sausage roll. <laughs> put it in a bun. We can make it look like a pig in a blanket. But, you know. I guess if you know it's going to fall off, like, why waste the money, I guess? I don't know. Like, I cracked or broke a rib a while, like, years ago. And my friend who's- Do in- not- This is the thing. It is not the same as the flu or cracking a rib. You're losing your loan device. <laughs> There are people that lose, like, digits all the time. It's not the same, Louie. This is a horrible. It's, it's not the same at all. It's like your head about to fall off. Uh, okay. You would go into the hospital and be like, yo, my head is black and blue and about, to fall, about to fall off. Can we do something about it? Is there the, anything you can do about it? They'll be like, and that'll be a $30 copay, and you're and, like, about that. And by the way, if your finger is about to go off, or fall off, you would go in and have it checked out. <laughs> and you have of, ten of them. Tons of people don't. Separated dad of two, Malcolm. Ah, separated. Ah, gotcha. Of Thetford, Norfolk, then became a recluse who started boozing heavily. Ah. Yeah, exactly. That's how most people lose theirs in the first place. <laughs> he recalled, for two years after losing my penis, I felt a shadow of a man. Like, did he did he have ghost penis syndrome? <laughs> he wakes up scratching it. <laughs> my life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. I didn't see my family and friends. I just didn't want to have to face up to it. I don't know. I think the reality is staring you in the face when you're holding your penis in your hand. You're like, ah, I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah, that was a little weird. I'm just going to toss it to the bin. I, why wouldn't you take that to the hospital? With, hey, you think we could get the my body and this thing back together? It's like how they say when we were kids, they're like, if you ever lose a tooth, get it knocked out. You put it in a glass of milk and go to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I would throw, throw the penis in the milk yeah. go to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm's GP then told him about the penis master. So <laughs> there's all sorts of different masters. There's a Taekwondo master. There's a master gardener. And the penis master. <laughs> I feel like that was the worst of the He-Man cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't live in Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> Professor David Ralph, who is the penis master, an expert in phallus construction at London's University College Hospital. Professor Ralph famously created a bionic penis for Andrew Wardle, who was born without one. Oh, nice. Excited, Malcolm. <laughs> excited <laughs> was given a referral and recalled it gave me a glimmer of hope that i could go back to being a normal bloke professor ralph explained the arm graft procedure and told him it would take up to two years which malcolm was happy with yeah i mean i guess if the the two years to grow a penis that's not so bad the average kid what you know you're like by the time you hit puberty it's 12, 14 years? I mean, they do have a penis <laughs> the whole time. What? 
It doesn't just magically appear on your 13th birthday. Your bar mitzvah. I think you, you suddenly become aware of it on your birthday. It's no longer for, for spelling your name in the snow and sword fighting. All right. He was then delighted to get funding as it was motivated by being able to go to the toilet properly rather than for sexual reasons. Was he having a Kickstarter or something? He said, it was all my Christmases at once. I was so emotional because it was a chance and a new start. What was he getting for Christmas in the beforehand? <laughs> it was like all my Christmases together. Uh, his mom. It's, it's my dick in a box. <laughs> all I had to get you for, for Christmas was a penis? You already had it! You literally... I always wanted a second one. You literally, for your actual birthday, got a penis. I wasn't worried about the procedure because I had seen what Professor Ralph and his team could do. As far as I was concerned, they were miracle workers and I was up for anything that could give me my willy back. Not having a penis felt awful. It's most men's worst fear. For me, I was never worried about sex because I already had two children. So then why does he need it? So he can go to the bathroom. That's what he said. He said so, yeah. he, so that he can go to the bathroom properly. But I didn't get that. Like, I don't worry about sex because I have kids. Yeah. It's like, it's like, once you have kids, sex is off the table. <laughs> no more. No. But I mean, I mean, I, he, he should be praised because he did raise two kids and he yeah. has raised two penises. Yeah. <laughs> All my kids survived, but I did lose my penis. Oh, did you lose it in the divorce? Well. <laughs> <laughs> we split up. Kind of. <laughs> And the question is, when were they separated? Did they get separated after this happened? Oh. Or were they separated before? It was always more about my self-confidence and simple things like using the loo. Malcolm discussed with the surgeons what his new penis would look like and requested another two inches. <laughs> They're like, listen, we want it to be realistic. Can we get it up to a solid five inches? I like how he's all, now he's like, instead of just having his penis back, he's like negotiating. Like, yeah, can we get some spinner rims on that bad boy? <laughs> can we get a coat of that new car scent? <laughs> Can I get two more inches? Well, that's going to take three more years. Yeah. Is it worth it? Yes. <laughs> he said they were happy to listen to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Not many people can say they have a designer penis. Surgeons chose the arm for building the new penis due to its skin quality and sensation. Right-hander Malcolm then had a skin <laughs> flap taken from his left arm and rolled to form a penis with its own blood vessels and nerves. Surgeons created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump, allowing him to have a mechanical erection. So I watched a video on how this works. This it, is before the the story. Yeah. Oh yeah this no. is before your wife told you about this. This was 15 years ago. <laughs> they didn't really have the internet. I had to go and I had to go to the library and they had to put an actual like you reel You went into the hospital video. and faked your own erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Just to watch the game film. Uh, it's pretty remarkable that someone invented this. Yeah, um, it's essentially they put a... Do you remember the old Reebok pump from like the early 90s? Oh, yeah. This is exactly what it is, except in your shoe, it's in your penis. Yeah, so there's a little pump that lives in front of your testicles, and it is connected from a tube up to a sa saline reservoir, which mm -hmm. is above your penis, and Which was the original working title for Reservoir Dogs. Yes, it was. Saline Reservoir. <laughs> you pump it. Put saline, saline Reservoir above your penis. <laughs> put saline into the penis to make it erect, essentially. So, and it, then you squeeze your balls to uh, pump it up. Yeah. The shaft was then detached from his forearm, leaving the base, allowing it to dangle. It then could form naturally as skin and tissue. Malcolm said, when I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud he's like because he named it jimmy he's like oh i'm so proud of my little jimmy oh do you have a picture of him you want to see him <laughs> rolls back his sleeve don't get mad for this dick pic though 
after everything I had been. I would photobomb so many people who didn't know. Like, put your arm around. Put your arm around them. <laughs> you, you ruined Santa pictures this year. After everything I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just a part of me. I was like any other man. I just, yeah, right. <laughs> I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. I thought it was the best thing ever. I wonder what sort of sensation he had if he was to like, you know, play with it or. Yeah. Because nerve wise, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like a sexual feeling. Yeah. But it, I mean, you would have feeling. Yeah. Cause he has nerves and veins in it and stuff. So it's connected to his arm. I took to it so much. I nicknamed it Jimmy. That was what me and my mates called each other growing up. And this penis was definitely. My new mate. <laughs> Both as a friend and his new partner. <laughs> All right. So it goes on and goes on. It sort of talks about he has to wear long sleeves and people notice the bizarre bulge. Some people even spotted it. He said people ask me about it when they see me in the pub. And of course, people make jokes, but I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. Of course, I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. Yeah, you go full bore as the guy with the penis arm. Yeah, and then, it, I mean, this article is extremely long, so it goes on, and the operation had been postponed because he then missed a string of appointments due to transport and scheduling mix-ups, and a staff shortage last December led to another 11th-hour postponement. You would think that he might get the appointment down pat, right? Yeah, you think you'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I know. I know. Oh, they get the call on the phone. Oh, was I supposed to be there today? <laughs> that was today? Was that today? <laughs> I'm out getting trousers built for my arm. <laughs> oh, the op was due to go ahead again in April, but got the axe when the COVID-19 pandemic hit. He said the delays have been hard to deal with for one reason and an, or another, and the final operation has never happened. So he still has it on his arm. Maybe he's trying to get it as big as he can. Yeah, he's just stalling. <laughs> that, that was why he missed him. <laughs> then, yeah, Malcolm hopes to have it finally grafted properly between his legs by the end of the year. This is the feel-good story of uh, COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty intense, and we will link to the article. There are some pictures. We have not found a picture of the actual penis on on the arm every picture of him it's blurred out yes and he's like a decent looking guy he looks very angry he looks like the guy who does the voice for Gollum. yeah it kind of does <laughs> yeah, he's not smiling he looks sad in all these pictures not angry he looks downtrodden he looks like i wouldn't be surprised if he john wicked out and started smashing yeah he looks stuff. like he is trying to intimidate a little bit. And, I mean, you got a, a dick on your arm. <laughs> so... But but it does have a bunch of pictures of his, like, where they cut the yeah. skin off of. And it's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it looks like there's some major, it looks like they didn't even do a good job of the graph. My buddy was severely burned, and it looks exactly like that. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think, Louie? All right, what's the under-over on how long before he does porn? I know. I, I thought that also. I was like, he's, someone's going to contact him. Yeah. About, about, but he's, you know, he's not interested in sex. He's got two kids. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just here for the stories. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, good for him. He can easily tuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, good that technology is to the point where we can help people with this situation. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, is like, if something happens with this penis, will he please go into the doctor yes. and get it checked when out as opposed to like, man, <laughs> he goes to the doctor the second time and he's like, hey, like, how can we help you, sir? Well, my second dick fell off. <laughs> Fool me once, <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> All right. And uh, we will post a picture of the guy uh, so you can see it. But we 
hope you do your own research. Yes, because my <laughs> Google uh, algorithm is about to blow when up. When they're at the frat house and they're tracing or they're drawing dicks on people's faces that <laughs> are passed out. He's like, here, just trace this one. Just trace this one. <laughs> just trace mine. <laughs> All right. I like it. All right, well, that's it for today, folks. want to thank you so much for listening to our first episode remotely. We hope it didn't jostle you too much from your regular listening habits of our episodes. I hope it was everything that you wanted in your 2021. You can just close the door now and just skate to 2022. It's a good start. It's a good start. And uh, where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Well, you can catch me um, moving from the Candlewood Suites uh, <laughs> to uh, where am I going? Oh, I'm moving back home because my folks are my my wife, my parents, my wife and daughter <laughs> are going to visit her folks uh, in Arizona for two weeks. So, so you're I'll taking the COVID back. road trip back home. Yep. So they're going there. I'm going home, and then uh, I'll probably be in a line somewhere getting uh, the uh, brain tickle. Oh, nice. Yeah, to make sure that it's okay. So where can they catch uh, Matt Baker? Not not a damn place. I'm just going to be out here farming, saving kids, saving lives. We get a barn cat uh, this week, so that's pretty oh, is, exciting. Oh, what's his name, like Carlos? Or? Uh, his name is Chuck, but we're, naming, we're renaming him Boris. And uh, he's going to be our barn cat, and he's going to nice. be hunting, hunting mice is his sole goal. Nice. So uh, I demanded to look at his resume before we uh, agreed to adopt him. I want to see how many confirmed kills he had. What He should have, like, little mice on the side of his yeah. cat carrier. <laughs> yeah. He's got the little, the little Hannibal Lecter mask on. <laughs> He's good in close combat, hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. He just cromagras. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see his like his background in weaponry, and you know. <laughs> he did two he tours can of duty in a Iraq in fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we hired him. We we hired him. We hired him to clean up the mice around. Uh, yeah, so the goal is to have him. Get, so we got a barn cat. So we'll be hanging out with Boris, and I uh, got a hot tub person coming, and because we know Ooh. nothing about hot tubs, but we own one now. And yeah, just hanging out, man. Being a farmer, it's pretty You're wild. You're having giant life changes in 2021. Yeah, man. Got a gonna get a donkey here pretty soon. Uh, and, you got to put and, the donkey in the hot tub. Oh yeah, that is a great donkey <laughs> in a hot tub. <laughs> it's, I feel like that's like gonna be some sort of uh, saying in the future. It's kind of like a donkey in a hot tub. It's as you know, fun as a donkey in a hot tub. <laughs> we got to make that happen now. You know, it's like this thing, like, does a bear shit in the woods? It's like, does a donkey get in the hot tub? Well, yes, he does, actually. <laughs> yes, he does. And then he, he enjoys it. He's actually a really good hot tub buddy. He showers before he gets in so he doesn't get his, his scum in it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, folks, if you can and you have time, give us a glowing review for 2021. We would greatly appreciate it on wherever you downloaded this episode at. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Or you can sign up for our Patreon. That is gonna that money from our Patreon subscriptions are going to go to buying some new equipment so that we can make this sound better if it ever has to happen again. And it yep. will help pay for gas because Louie and I will be commuting to do these podcasts. So it will help. So uh, pass this along if you can or sign up for the Patreon if you haven't already. Just visit oddandoffbeat.com, hit the Patreon link, and you can support us. You get all sorts of cool stuff like you can get a postcard for my quarantine. It would be amazing. Yes, yes. If I end up covid positive or negative i 
<laughs> I'll send you a frame. <laughs> My frame COVID. Place helps. your bets now, folks. <laughs> Odds are three to one that he has COVID. Well, here's so. what I'm going to do if I get COVID. I'm going to buy a bunch of mason jars and breathe into them and sell people COVID Ooh, air. Ooh, that's really good. I, how long does that air stay, stay sealed up? Tells you till you open it. Oh, really? Wow. So I you mean, could like be buried with that, and then when they open the, your sarcophagus in a thousand years, you can unleash COVID to the world yes! again. It's my mummy curse. <laughs> All right, folks, of course, we want to thank you so much for listening. We hope your 2021 has started out refreshing and weird. It's it's like a nice Zima. (laughs) All right, we hope you have a weird start of 2021. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird.